Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Daily Anime Podcast. It's me, Jefferson, and I have just gotten over that it is a Friday night and I am not not partying, not going to any bars, not doing anything fun. Well, except podcasting. Let's start the show. So, in continuing our coverage of The Legend of the Galactic Heroes, original video animation, um, we're covering episode 6, The Rosenritter. And this episode is the most lighthearted episode we've seen thus far. And, I mean, it's not meant to be a comedy, but I think it's pretty funny. And up until now, we've been discussing the oncoming battle of Ezerlone that's been in the works since episode 3. And we've finally gone back to the Alliance side of the episode. But first, um, this episode is about the most important aspect of any battle, that is, planning it out. And so at the start of the episode, the narrator gives us information about Ezerlone's two commanders, its fleet commander and its fortress commander, who not, who not only are basically hate, folks who hate each other, but they also compete each, uh, against each other for glory. And then we go back to the Alliance side and we see the ceremony for the establishment of the 13th fleet. Yang, being Yang, oversleeps and misses his own ceremony. And I think it's really interesting to see this because instead of just focusing on the Secretary of Defense's speech, we actually look to the crowd and we see um, like two soldiers competing and how they're pretty much screwed. Um, the Secretary of Defense says they're taking veterans from the Battle of Asta and up-and-coming youngsters, which really just means that the 13th Fleet is just a ragtag group of people who get a second chance to die and novice soldiers who also get to die. And... Then, Yang, late to his own coronation, shows up, and he gives what is pretty much the least inspiring, but at the same time most honest speech that boils down to, um, these things, fight for the fatherland, and then he just says, let's not die, because, you know, you can't even drink tea when you're dead, right? Because this is Yang Winley, he loves tea. But, like, his weird speech really resonates with the soldiers who feel as though they, along with Yang, have had a death mark put on them because the Ezerlone Fortress has been, they've attempted to take it six times before, and each time they've done so, it's ended in failure. And now they're functionally going at it with a fleet of only 2,000, which is only half a fleet. After this whole ceremony, we see Yang at, like, what is a restaurant, and we get introduced to the Rosenritzers, or the Rose Knights, the folks that the episode are named after. And they're pretty awesome. They're a unit made up of... They're an elite unit of ground soldiers, or grunts, basically, who are the children of the Empire's defectors. And they're functionally the Green Berets in this show, and But they're also really unruly because they see corruption in both the Empire and the Alliance. And after seeing the Rosenritter stand up to uh, the Secretary of Defense's officers, Yang decides to use them in the Trojan Horse operation, where they, disguised as Imperial units, will sneak into Ezerlone in a damaged Imperial ship and basically shut that planet down. And I guess if you haven't actually seen Ezerlone yet, it's functionally a Death Star, but with, like, liquid metal on the side. And it's pretty cool. Then um, we get introduced to Frederica Greenhill, Yang's new aide, who was appointed to him by his friend Alex Kazelnew. 
because Yang, like me, clearly doesn't take any chances to meet any ladies. And later in the episode, she recounts a story where she uh, meets him as he was evacuating three million citizens from El Fasil, where he, well, because of his exploits there and evacuating them before the planet was to fall to the Empire, became known as the hero of El Fasil. So he's already like a war hero. But then young Greenhill, young Miss Greenhill was a young girl. I mean, she's still pretty young. She's only like 18. Um, but yeah, she saw him. Yang Winley coughing on a sandwich brought him a paper cup of coffee and you know what he tells her that he doesn't he doesn't remember this at all but she because she has a good memory remembers and you know what he tells her he tells her ah I don't like coffee please bring me tea <laughs> or I like tea but which you know that's very much like Yang the hilarious and sometimes not really you know attentive slacker and shortly after being introduced to Miss Greenhill, the 13th Fleet takes off. And we see Yang leaving fleet formation to one of his officers and then telling everyone how they're going to basically take Ezerlone. Walter von Schinkop, Walter von Schinkop, the, I guess you could say, like, the head officer of the Rosenritter, confronts Yang and is just like, how can you even trust me? Like, Previous Rosenritters have just, like, either killed their commanding officers or basically defected back to the Empire. And Yang is just like, you know, I saw you guys stand up to Trunit's uh, officers, and, you know, that's pretty cool. That's literally his reason. Everyone's just like, why would you do that? You can't trust these guys. And basically, he just amused them. And that's, that's pretty great. But then, being Yang, he's asked, like, what he'll do after. And Yang tells everyone there that he doesn't really care about rank or anything. So he actually plans on retiring because he foresees that if they take these alone and the operation is a success, that the war will soon come to an end and there will be no need for him to be in the army and he'll live off his pension. Which, you know, sounds like a pretty reasonable, if, if not like a pipe dream at all. And as the episode comes to an end, we see the Empire take the bait. The Alliance has made a clever ruse. They have gone out on what would be like a practice expedition where they play war games. But, you know, everyone in the Empire has caught on to the fact that they are sending like half a fleet to the Ezerlone Fortress. And as the um, two commanding officers at Ezerlone bicker about what to do with the incoming fleet, the fleet commander decides to launch his ships, and the fortress commander, uh, following basically the advice of Oberstein, the man who we, that disturbed Kirkiais in the previous episode, sees that this is a potential ruse and perceives that something is amiss. As Ezerlone's fleet commander sends out his fleet to intercept the alliance, the Rosenritter get into their imperial uniforms, and to their ship, send a distress signal to the fortress, and successfully make it into the base. And this episode, um, I guess, is unintentionally hilarious, or maybe it is intentionally hilarious, I'm not sure. It is, I don't see that as a bad thing, but it is basically our comic relief episode. Um, and, like, I think what makes it funnier 
is the use of the classical soundtrack because the music is so serious and so big. But Yang Winley is everything but that, even though he's an icon, right? Yang Winley, the laid-back slacker, and the other soldiers just show their contempt towards the administration. And while the soldiers are, for the most part, pretty uncertain um, about whether or not they can trust Yang, especially since Tia's, like, super laid-back, and this operation has failed six times before this when they actually had, like, proper fleets, um, there's still a sense of camaraderie between the two. And there's a sense of camaraderie at not being able to trust Yang. So, I mean, like, the relationship towards power, I think, or power figures is really interesting because you have Yang is just like, I just got thrown into this. What's up? And you have the soldiers. You're like, eh, we just got thrown into this. What's up? And it's not the most interesting, I think, ideologically, but it is fun to see. And I've, I think if you haven't f- figured it out by now, like watching this again is just like I really appreciate Yang's character so much more. Um, it's it's great to see him just be him. But um, yeah, like I think. It's also really funny how one of the soldiers comments on how, like, there are rumors about Yang Winley roaming the streets of Heisen Palace alone. And, like, I'm just thinking, wait a second, I do that stuff. What's wrong with roaming the streets of your town when alone at night, you know? You know, sometimes you gotta deal with stuff. Yang Winley is dealing with the fact that he's marked for death. And sent on a suicide operation, just like y'all and, you know, folks like me has got all sorts of other stuff going on in my life. You know, what's what's wrong with going for a walk and getting some fresh air in the middle of the night? You know, thanks for listening. As always, you can leave a comment on the blog or website. I don't really know what to classify it as, but dailyanimepodcast.com. Send me an email, dailyanimepodcast at gmail.com, or send me a tweet at dailyanimepod. It's because, you know, I ran out of characters, so I just had to do the pod. But it's all good. It's all good. I think I want to make one last comment. I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to do it or not, but I do. It's tentatively in my schedule to go to um, Akon. I I don't know when that is. I know it's in June. Um, so, yeah, I don't normally go to a lot of anime conventions. Before, I always had something going on. Other times, just like, uh, I don't feel like just taking Greyhound and walking around Dallas. Dallas is a big place. Eh, just, just small things like that. Small things, but I think this year I'll probably try and go out. And, you know, if any of y'all listeners are from Texas or are going to be at Akon, you know, hit me up. Y'all know where to contact me. See ya!